This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at MJMunoz.com. Welcome to my Ultraman Z10 review, which I'm calling Ultra Cut Up. This episode features a horror heist, boss, Baco, and seeds of destruction. This episode was a lot of fun and gave me some thoughts on how to make it, the show in general, better. Find out why, or how, or what, <laughs> as I address a few topics that caught my attention. So, the first topic, or first thing to discuss, is Human Puppet 2, Strings of Terror. And if you watched episode 9, you'll know why I'm calling this Human Puppet 2, because we saw a lot of human puppeteering, or we saw a minimal human puppeteering going on in that episode. In this, we get, I think, at least two people who were puppeteered, and then there's a bonus hypnotism if you want to count that, but it's done to an Ultraman, not a uh, human. So, uh, but yeah, the uh, the horror elements and the scariness of this alien Barossa were dialed up to 11 when uh, the actress for Yoko was doing her like zombified brain control walk. Like it almost looks like he's holding her up by her skull with his hand squeezing on it. And actually, I got a lot more stuff to say about Barossa, but I think I'll say that till a little... Yeah, I'll say that my, for my next point. Um, but, like, the actress's performance, she looked like she was a zombie, like she was being controlled by her head. I, I took an acting class in college, in JC, and uh, the, uh, the lady who was teaching us told us, I guess the drama teacher, she said, uh, some people walk differently. And I... What do you mean people walk? Yeah, some people walk from their toes... Some people walk from their heels, some people walk from their knees, or their hips, or their shoulders, or different parts of their body. And you can affect a different character in yourself if you're trying to, you know, be a real thespian by giving your characters a particular walk, or, you know, lead, or thing that they lead by when they walk. And that helps to embody something different. And it was really interesting because we did this exercise, and long story short, I did different walks and I felt different uh, ways. And I thought, oh, I guess if I really want to do this, I could lean into a character. I could do be a hero. I could be a villain. I could do this. I could do that. Whatever. And uh, whatever that lady did to change her walk up, it was really cool because it, it didn't look human. It didn't look natural. It didn't look alive. It didn't look like Yoko at all. It looked like someone else. It looked like something else. And uh, that was very effective. So super cool. And then, uh, you know, again, this is a bad guy, right? A pirate. An alien who's willing to kill people for stuff, for treasure, really. Uh... Barossa threatens Yuka that he'll crush Yoko's skull if he and you know and kill her if she doesn't help uh, by releasing King Joe. And what was really neat about that was the way that the actress was performing. I couldn't tell if he was able to dial up his uh, sync or his connection with Yoko to control her to have her say, you know, do you even care about me or whatever. Uh, she yelled at Yuka to get her to, you know, release her, uh, or release King Joe to release her. Uh, I feel like that was definitely Alien Barossa just doing a better job of what he was doing, because the standard effect for Barossa to control somebody is they have, like, dead eyes, they're kind of slack-jawed, they're barely talking, and there's a very uh, synthesized voice effect going on. But then that all went away, and this was the actress performing as if Yoko was out of her mind in pain and terror and wanted help. And either way you slice it, it's really creepy and awful and, and wonderful uh, because either she really was so much out of herself because she's a very heroic, noble character that she was willing or that she was at that place where she was so desperate for Yuka to release her that she said the thing she said or 
Barossa was able to so overpower her and I guess overwrite her will or whatever that he was able to puppeteer her, puppeteer her in such a masterful way with such finesse. And either way, it's creepy, like I said. Uh, so that was really neat. Uh, pirate Ship Revenge. Uh, this, uh, this pirate, Alien Barossa, uh, wanted treasure, has a bunch of swords, has a bunch of weapons, has a bunch of items from different kaiju, which is super cool to think about, and is here on Earth, or still here on Earth, because they want King Joe back, because King Joe is his ship, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of it. King Joe's his ship, he wants it back. And that's why I made the joke of pilot ship, pirate ship revenge. He's also enacting revenge on these humans who took a ship. Um, it's really cool that he has uh, all these different weapons that we get to see. He's got the sort of blaster. Uh, we get to see by the end of the episode he's got a dozen swords or so, uh, which is pretty cool. And then we also get to see... Ah, that's what I was thinking about. Okay. Uh, and then we also get to see that he has the hair of some kaiju that enables him to become invisible, which was incredible. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. See, I, I didn't catch it. Uh, last episode, I thought that Ultraman Zet totally uh, grabbed all the medals away from Barossa as he was trying to pull them to him. But maybe I was wrong because he dropped three medals this episode, which enabled uh, the power-up weapon. And I don't know if those were supposed to be other medals that he had and he was just going for three more to make at least six in his possession or what the deal was with that. But... Uh, you know, definitely a pirate, and uh, his uh, um, his cutthroatness and his uh, I guess cleverness and infiltration and things like that all speak well to this guy being a pirate who ravages and and uh, and raids and steals things from people through you know force, and it's pretty intense. So that was cool. Uh, speaking of power, uh, Baco makes a comment in passing about too much power, and it's about King Joe, and he's not sure man's ready to have this kind of power yet, and it kind of ties into last episode at the end, there was this ominous shot of part of the King Joe wreckage being carted off to Storage's facility, <laughs> to Storage's storage facility, uh, in order for them to work on it and make this, you know, new mech that they're going to make, and uh, that's interesting, but then Barossa's hand shot up out of the debris and it seemed like he was going to be trouble which he proved to be in this episode so was that ominous stuff about that or was it talking about something with king joe's power it might be there's kind of a lot happening a lot of stuff going quickly in these episodes as much as uh so i you know i'm not going to lie about it eight and nine i thought were kind of weak uh ten i thought was very strong but it was very narrowly focused and there were a lot of little things that went by that almost felt like they might be seeds planted for the future i don't know for sure that that's what they are um i think i vaguely remember from watching it previously yes but as far as this goes they could just be asides or little things that are mentioned and not brought up again but we don't really know that yet and we'll have to see uh we'll have to see what happened um so i don't know I don't know what to do with that, but just kind of something interesting to note. But I wonder, you know, what's Baco saying and how dangerous will this technology be? And it's kind of funny because uh, right now in 2023, we're in the era of everybody being afraid of ChatGTP and the other AI things, even though, it, you know, I hear some people saying, no, it's not really true AI, it's just a language model. But then there's this author I listen to, who she says, no, ChatGTP4 is great and I can co-write with this thing and it's amazing. And uh, I'm more of the opinion that everything is up to how it's used. And 
I'm not scared of it, but I also want to learn about it so I can better understand it so I can use it properly, which I guess, you know, maybe Baco's saying, hey, we need to slow down because mankind didn't develop this technology. You could bring up certain technologies, the Industrial Revolution and other things that uh, mankind adapted to for the better. And I think there's a lot of strong arguments you could make uh, to say that the Industrial Revolution made things a little worse in some ways, but I'm a, uh, you know, capitalist and I'm pro uh, human flourishing. So in, to the degrees that it, you know, contributed to human flourishing, that's great. But then again, there's a lot of things that were said to have uh, been made for human flourishing or human betterment that I think ultimately we're seeing now had the unintended consequences, or maybe they were intended, or maybe they are being co-opted and are now intended to inflict harm on people uh, that are, you know, conveniences, modern conveniences and modern miracles that are actually causing uh, very deleterious effects on health and, uh, and other things that, you know, people need to take ownership of their own lives and, you know, get away from those things or, or rectify them for themselves and their families. And that's kind of all you can do because I don't think you can change the system and, you know, there should be a law to make this better isn't really a good thing because that's a kind of power that gets out of hand that people can't really control or maintain in a way that's, uh, <laughs> productive to human flourishing, but I'm not getting on a soapbox right now, so I will continue uh, and talk about the uh, Blue Collar Heroes. I love that Baco, this older guy, 50s, 60s, probably 60s with, with how much white hair he has, but then again, he could be like a Steve Martin. Uh, not Godzilla Steve Martin, but Steve... Uh, <laughs> stupid. Uh, but Steve Martin, like the jerk Steve Martin, Little Shop of Horror Steve Martin. Anyway, um, but yeah, he basically tells these three young guys that are with him, hey, you guys leave, you get out of here, you go, I'll handle this on my own. And they tell him, no, we're proud members of the, you know, mechanic squad here, and we're going to help you. And he's proud of them, and they work together. And it was just really wonderful, heartwarming feeling. Like, these guys are surrounded by this technology. There's questions of what's going to happen with the tech and whatever. And there's this, you know, evil alien doing this, you know, terrible stuff. And yet, uh, they're pulling together. They're using their humanity and, like, the goodness that is in humans to, like, stand with this guy who was nobly going to basically sacrifice himself for them. And then uh, they're saying, no, we're going to be here and not just abandon you and leave you to this fate. We're here for you and we're going to help you in whatever capacity we can. Now, they didn't really help that much, but um, the little that they did, I think, is not, uh, it's nothing to sneeze at. So uh, it's just he's older, wiser. Uh, we see he has some combat prowess. So uh, he's crafty and he comes up with a cool plan to distract Barossa. And it, in fact, gets him almost defeated, which was really cool, especially because they did it just with manpower. Uh, Haruki and Bako teamed up to, to do this thing with electricity and, and, you know, liquid. And, uh, it was really cool. It was really a great moment. Um, and then alien Barossa is very silly and very serious. Like I said, he, you know, is willing to murder people. He's doing this horror stuff where he's controlling people's bodies and, it's just not a good, uh, it's not a good look. It's not a good, well, no, no, it is good. It's, it's bad what he's doing, but he's very good at being bad. And it's, you know, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? He's effectively being a bad guy and that's great for the show and that's great for the evil character, but, um, he's also silly. And, uh, I think they mentioned that I've called this ultra cut up because it's funny and there's jokes and there's humor in his, uh, I guess in his depravity and in his, I don't know, he's almost got like this cartoon violence type vibe going on. And like when he starts throwing the, the dirt in Zed's face and he, you know, <laughs> gets dirt in his eyes and stuff. Um, I'm going to put some dirt in your eye. Uh, <laughs> um, I really like Spider-Man. Some of the memes are great. Anyway, um, 
so yeah that was you know it's interesting how they played with that and how i wasn't bothered by that shifting in tone at all um but it was just interesting how they played with him and made him this you know really really bad wicked character doing bad things and, you know, enjoying hurting people because it makes him happy to be bad. And, uh, I don't know, it was just really interesting and fun, and I thought it was a cool thing that they did with him, and, uh, I don't know, I don't know more, what more to say to that other than, I I guess I wanted to comment on it because some people could be irritated by the zaniness, but the zany evil killer, um, it works for me, at least in this context with this guy. Okay, so one last major thing for me to address, <clears throat> which is Too Much Power Part 2, the problem with Ultra Fusion and how I would fix it, and uh, FYI, or maybe it's FMI for my information, according to Haruki's Ultra Navi, uh, Jack and Zero have ornamental weapons. So he says that Jack, just like Master Zero, has a bracelet that he turns into a weapon, or several different types of weapons. And I find that interesting because part of how I would fix the problems I have with Zet is I would make the Zet Riser the Metal Riser, which I've talked about previously, and I would also eliminate. I would I would eliminate the forms. <laughs> there would be you know van vanilla Zet, and then there would be like the uh, Alpha Edge version. Actually, if I had to just go to one alternate form, I would make it uh, man Gamma Future. Gamma Future looks so cool. Um, that's what I would do. Uh, I don't really under like I understand well I, I basically understand the beta capsule in the case of the original Ultraman the beta capsule was the device that allowed uh, Shin Hayata to become Ultraman somehow it channeled his power or whatever and then it activated within him in order for him to you know for them to become giant and fight kaiju and stuff now the metal riser could simply be the same thing it could in and of itself be the thing that makes it so that uh, you know, the metal riser without any metals in it could be the thing, well, hold on, let me, let me back up real quick, it, well, anyway, it could be the transformation device by itself, and that's it, just it itself with no metals in it could be the transformation device, and I'll, I'll come back to that, but the thing I have about too much power is, we, it feels like we're getting power-up after power-up after power-up, last episode, episode 8, or rather, episode 9, um, he attained three metals that zero didn't, or I'm sorry, yeah, Zet did not know what their function was. He forgot, conveniently. He didn't need to get those medals at the time. I don't, I think we were shown who, the, it was Mebius and a couple other people, I don't know who though, but um, those medals were shown and they were not able to be utilized because he didn't know what they were for. However, the previous episode, episode eight, he'd just gotten three more medals which unlocked the Gamma Future form. So we've got the at least nine medals now for the three forms that he has, Alpha Edge, Beta Smash, and Gamma Future. Then we have three more, so now we have a total of 12 medals, and uh, then we have 15. We have three more in this episode, so that there are now 15 medals that he has spread across three forms and this super weapon, and then one unknown one. And I, uh, I, it just feels like too much. Um, it's ill-defined in the beginning of the show uh, on purpose what the metals are for, except for somehow these metals are able to be utilized to counteract the Devil Splinters. I guess you could say if the Devil Splinters are fragments of Belial or Belial cells or however specific they want to get on it, you know, talk about splitting the hairs on a gnat's behind, um, 
then these Ultramedals, which have the essence of various Ultramen, are a land of light or a light-powered uh, counter measure to the Devil Splinters, which that I'm fine with, and that does make sense. However, uh, I guess it hasn't fully been defined how the, like the Belial Splinters, the Devil Splinters, infect Kaiju and make them run rampant. I believe that's, that's how that goes. So, uh, being that that's, you know, a darkness-fueled power or energy, it makes sense that they would corrupt and warp and, uh, I guess forcibly alter a kaiju so that they went rogue, went bad, went on rampage. Now, you wouldn't want to have the Ultraman, the Ultramedals being the counter to that, have the same effect where they infected somebody, for lack of a better word, and made them good, made them do random acts of kindness or neutralize their evil or whatever. You would just want to have them be a channel to opening of power, uh, of power from past Ultramen. And that makes sense, so I would keep that and I would keep the Metal Riser, but, uh, it's just, there's there's too much too soon, and it doesn't really make sense why he would switch to all these forms. Like, they can all fly, they can all fight, um, he also has the power of that spear, the ancient spear for Pegula or whatever, um, left by an ancient Ultraman, which that's a cool idea, but, uh, I, I feel like the, and then, like, we got to see Riku as, or Gide, um, using his... Zetriser as a weapon in and of itself, a blade-like weapon, and we get to see Gamma Future in this episode using it as a blade-like weapon, and then it literally, well, when it gets these, uh, these other powers, or these other Ultra Metals in it, which these ones are Father of Ultra, Zafi, and I don't know who else, but anyway, when he gets these ones, uh, and it activates the sword mode, or whatever you want to call it, of the Zetriser, it occurred to me, oh, I know how to fix this. You could instead of have like okay, going back to the theme of the show or a thematic element in the characters and their setup uh zero calls zet a one-third hero and you could have a situation where the ultra metals do maybe different things for different people or at least specifically with zet they give him the ability to tap into the powers of other ultras, which is, that's what they say it does. It's inherited technique, space martial arts, whatever, right? Uh, but I would say be a little more specific than that. Uh, have maybe heroic traits, or I guess like a Ultraman X uses monster parts, uh, which sounds like a really great idea. I think they're called cyber arms, and he gets like kaiju parts for weapons. That's, that's super dope. I would say why not just have Zet have a similar ability, perhaps, that either the Zet Riser channels power of these ultras and it gives him one of their attributes or maybe let's say you get three of them who are known for being strong or being fast or being great flyers or having ranged weapons or whatever you get three ultramen who harmonize across the ultra series and you pick a trait to concentrate on and you say okay the contribution of these ultramen given willingly gives a it opens up a limited channel of power and it allows this guy to through the zet riser have the ability to either do a thing like they, it either turns into a weapon a different type of weapon, or it turns into um, some sort of armor piece, or maybe even like, I don't know, like he gets someone's legs or their, uh, like Ace's head blade or whatever, which he kind of has the two, like Zero has, um, which is interesting when he becomes Alpha Edge, because Zet himself just has a single fin, not the, the double. Um, so like, you could just play with his physiology some more and give him like different armors, like themed after the different Ultras. And I think that would be a lot cooler, and it would almost be like a acknowledgement that he's 
nascent in his power and he's you know growing and training and developing himself as an Ultraman and like I don't know like almost give him like a sampler platter of uh, move sets that he can have channeled through the Zet Riser and then like Vanilla Zet will have those intrinsically without a Zet Riser because I don't know that they like if Zet appears in um, other things like the uh, like the uh, Absolute Tartars or the Absolute Conspiracy that kind of thing um, yeah Absolute Conspiracy like when he appears in that I don't think he has the Zet Riser anymore and he doesn't use it he just uses his powers however he does and like I don't know that's a silly inconsistency that I really don't get and so anyway getting to it uh or getting back to it and focusing a little bit more he's has I think I've determined he has 15 medals right now plus he has the spear I would say so so far he's got a sword he's got a spear um Gamma Future has like weird magic powers that it gives him so that's 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 three weapons let's say every three medals gives him one like big power set you could basically have like five weapons that he has you could give him so i'd, I'd said keep the sword give him a spear or you know keep the spear but transfer it to the zet riser because that just makes more sense and it makes the toy like more appealing so i and i can kind of understand the medals are done for collectability um which i'm fine with them using toys to sell or using you know the thing to, as a toy selling platform but like i don't know make it make more sense like uh, they have, like, recolors of the Zet Riser, um, with the dark one, the Zark dark Zet Riser that, um, Juggler uses and stuff. That's fine, that's cool. But, like, I don't know, you can just make them parallel. And have his make him into different monsters. Like, that's cool, that works for him. But, like, I don't know, thematically, it feels better since Zet is so obsessed with these other heroes, which I could see he's using the power of these heroes. But, like, if he gets weapons and he, like, uh, emulates these heroes instead with the weaponry that he gets, and you kind of just ditch the form thing, I just feel like that would be better. That makes a lot more sense to me. Um, that makes a lot more sense to me. But anyway, you give him a sword, you can give him a spear, which the spear is also like a bow and arrow, and it shoots ice stuff out of it. The sword is like a cool laser sword. You can give him like a fire weapon or a lightning weapon. Uh, I would say like a whip. So we got sword, spear, whip. Um, maybe it's just like a... Um, not. Uh, almost like just like a hand blade like a dagger type thing at first like just the edge of it is a thing that he can use and it's like his default weapon when he gets desperate so so you've got the plane zet riser and you've got you know plus whatever to become a sword then it becomes a spear then it becomes uh maybe separately from the spear the bow and arrow and then like a whip that way he doesn't have to have like a gun you can give him the the bone arrow or it can be like a crossbow or something like that i think five weapons i think those are cool those are unique um if you could relate them to ultras again i don't know ultra history so i can't tell you that i'm you know a relative noob to ultraman and it's it's a little dense or a little difficult to like they all look the same you know like it's hard to tell the difference between them and i i uh haven't like wikied a bunch of it like i have with common rider over the years but then again i've been interested deeply in common rider for like 13 years and ultraman for like a couple so uh it's kind of weird to me but yeah i could i mean i think it'd be super cool dagger or it's like a little hand blade a knife right then it's a sword then it's a uh spear which are just longer versions uh then it's a whip then it's i don't know man like a mace or something a mace would be cool um but maybe they didn't want it to feel too much like ultraman x but just like i don't know it just it just doesn't make sense to me what they're doing with it and then uh it kind of feels like i would i would like it if they did that better because it wouldn't feel like he has all this power it feels like um he has like you know tools in his toolkit that he can whip out and switch through when he needs a better one and it just i don't know it would feel like it's less power because like beta smash feels like he's supposed to be this really strong physical fighter gamma future feels like he's got just like he's just like a more powerful 
like ranged fighter almost sort of um with the duplicates and stuff i i don't know it's just kind of weird how that all works out and uh i just think it's kind of strange so those are my uh, my thoughts on some of the problems with uh zet and how they are design the toy line and and how you could fix it instead um but then maybe again i should just go watch ultraman x <laughs> but uh like you know x didn't come out this year or in 2019 or whatever when zet did or z and zet did but uh you know whatever um anyway i'm gonna go i'm going to go ahead and get out of here and you can check out all my stuff in the show notes including my children's picture book uh script manuscript uh inspired by ultraman called Ava and the Grow Bug, and I have a better version of it that I'm working on, or that I've already edited and improved and made adjustments to, and you're getting the uh, the beta version of it. Uh, it might be a smash to read, you never know, so you might want to check that out, and uh, you can look forward to the Gamma Future where I'll have a better version of Ava and the Grow Bug out, along with other Grow Bug books, which are also inspired by Tokusatsu, but other things like Godzilla, and Kamen Rider, and Super Sentai, and Digimon, which I can explain why I would call that Tokusatsu, but you know, I'll do that later. Anyway, uh, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, be well, folks, and this is MJ signing out. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.